On the screen, or something. Bloody thumbprint. Well, it's a beautiful thing. Well, welcome back to the Dead Kids of Derry. You know what I mean. We're glad we can join you for another episode as we journey into the world of Stephen King. You know what I mean. Yeah, we got the whole gang here with us. This roundabout, we take off uh, into the world of it. This is a big banger of an episode. Two, two. This is a fucking double two-parter for everybody out there tonight. Woo! Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, this is the beginning of the classic and great miniseries uh, uh, era of Stephen King. Yes. Yes, the the miniseries era. We have left the 80s and we are officially in the 90s. The true, for better or worse, when Stephen King went to television. Wait, (laughs) so we did a decade. It took us a year, but yeah, we did a whole decade. Yay! Hey, we're in the nineties now, guys. Yeah. You know, I enjoy the. Uh, there's a good amount of those television miniseries that I enjoy. Some of them not so much, but it's probably got to be my favorite one, probably off the top of my head. It's top I mean? tier. It's top oh, tier. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best they. It's the best they did. Out it's, of, it's, out of the it's highly regarded. I mean, you know, people still love it. And I know for some people, it didn't age well. With some people, they just take it on its own merit. I mean, you know, I think it stands the test of time. It's like its own little capsule. It's uh, a wonderful epitome of King at his finest, you know, personally. The bottom line with Stephen King on television is it's Stephen King on television. Yeah. They, can't, they can't get away with the things that these books we're talking about on television. There's, there's just no way. There's, there's scenes in the book that would be absolutely 100% in friggin' possible to include in a television version of the movie. So despite those limitations, um, Tommy Lee Wallace, the master that is behind this, that's hel- helming this project we're watching right now, um, he really did the best he could with what he had, you know? Wallace is a very good filmmaker, too. I mean, you know, especially coming up through the uh, John Carpenter camp. And, you know, uh, um, so he was definitely a journeyman filmmaker, you know, at this point. And visually, oh, there he is. Very sly. I've always really liked this scene. It's very sly. Using the, using the, 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 the laundry to mask him. And you just get that glimpse of like the malice in Curry's face. Like it's really, it's a great shot. Yeah, great, great uh, sequence. I mean, I gotta say something about Tim Curry. I, I 
I think that he's by far the the best version of Pennywise we've seen so far. Because you can, I mean, he he is so so menacing and so you know just he just captures and brings you in, and it's a great performance. I think it's Tim Curry's best. I mean, I love Tim Curry, and I think he's done a lot of stuff. But I do have to think, in my personal opinion, Pennywise is his best performance. He's, he's like he's a theater actor, right? He's got to yeah. be. Yeah, he was so way. His face, he, 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 it's you know, his face is used as an acting tool, and it's not like a pretty, like a pretty thing. It's actually his, he, he's worked at making his emotions really sell through his facial features. You know what I mean? And uh, that's why he, ki- he kills it with this. Like he, pr- I, this is it's probably one of my favorite, you know, villainous characters from any of the Stephen Kings. I mean, he's iconic. Pennywise is iconic, you know, in general. For sure, and named, they named a fucking punk rock band after the fucking name for crying out loud, though. It's a great band too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's uh, he's definitely my favorite murderous clown. <laughs> I have to agree with you on that. And this dude here, Mike Hanlon here, I believe his name he comes yeah. close. Personally, I will always uh, love Killer Brown Smarter Space. <laughs> of course, yes, But yes, Matt. That is Mike Hanlon picking up a photograph. He was later on, I think, what, Georgie. sister, sister? He was the father and sister. Yeah, sister. he was the uh, father and sister, sister. He was also in uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Sure, that, sure. That's where I first saw him. He's yeah, a great yeah. actor. I that's always... a, that was a funny show, WKRP. Yeah. Yeah. That's good times. Some good times. I'm with it. I'm with it. It was like Nick at Night when I was little. <laughs> He stayed back and he he kept over the town. He wanted to make sure everybody was safe. He was the steward. He was he was the one who held the torch. He's the one that made sure that everyone would be coming back. There was a side story where he made independent films, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Changed his name to Maddie Fisher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Boy, my boy. I grew up with the Waltons. I don't know if any of you guys did. But the Waltons? I, oh, the yeah. Waltons, dude. Classic. John Boy. So it was big for, for me to see John Boy up in him. Classic. I was tortured by the Waltons. You were tortured by the Waltons? Wow. What did they do to you? I'm not going to show you where in the doll where. Oh, <laughs> the Waltons test you in a very, very bad place, Billy. They, well, they're they're from a very, a very good place. They're from a different time, Bill. Sometimes they need to do that to let you know you're the friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah Fucking goody two shoes. The only way that John Boy Walton would get this lady would be writing fancy books, making him a lot of money. That, you know, that, <laughs> they don't sugarcoat that whatsoever. That ponytail alone's enough to get him killed nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say, man, like that ponytail right there just he looks like a fucking serial killer. Like he does. He, the glasses too. Like yeah, he yeah, just, Jeffrey Dahmer. That's well, Anthony Perkins yeah. all day long right there. That's definitely yeah. Anthony Perkins of his time. Yeah, I would yeah. I I would I would say very Dahmer esque with uh yeah, very, that would have been cool to see him as a Dahmer. 
He could have pulled it off, I think. He would have pulled off a great dom. Look, he even looks the part without trying to look the part. It's like his body tone too. I mean, you know he, yeah, he has a perfect body that has been molded of years of cannibalism. That's it. <laughs> Maybe he is Jeffrey Dahmer. This was before Thomas' time. We don't know. Oh, this is alter ego. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I got to leave you. I have to go to uh, Maine to uh, eat a new friend <laughs> or an old friend. Have you guys ever I've... seen that uh, Lego video of Jeffrey Dahmer where it goes, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, what are you nope, doing up there? And he cuts to this Lego and he has all like the Lego heads basically on his stand. He's like, um, nothing, I'm doing nothing up here. <laughs> I want a shirt that says Jeffrey Dahmer for president now that everybody loves him. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I'd, wear, I'd rock that shirt. I mean, personally, I don't get it, but that, that that's, not here, that's not here nor there. Um, <laughs> like, to teach their own, but eh. <laughs> They're victimizing. You know what I mean? Making a hey, Georgie. How you doing, Georgie? <laughs> Yeah, this is creepy. Hey, George, how about a beer in the balloon? That's my Pennywise voice. I can tell. Uh, yeah, no, this whole this whole scene and setup is pretty iconic. You know? This is well, like, very well executed overall. Yeah. Really yeah, but this... Brandis. Yeah, rest in peace. Sorry. What, what were you this is one say? of his... No, I, I was just going to say, like, I feel like when people think of it, yeah. They think of this scene, this 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 sequence, like Georgie going out with the boat in the rain, and then seeing, yeah. you know, Pennywise in the storm hey, drain. Like I think, like nice. this is the this is the moment that everybody yeah. kind of associates with the story. You know? This is most relatable. But I feel like in the TV spots leading up to this, this boat thing was heavily promoted. I'm not talking about the movie remake. I'm talking about when this aired on TV way back when. I feel like this boat in this whole scene was in the promotion. Because yeah, it was. I, I just remember this scene more than anything else. And it was so unsettling. And that's the only word I can think really used to describe it. Yes, it's horrific, but it's something oh, so unsettling. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think the remake version, you know, fast forward 30 years, uh, it's a lot bloodier. It's a lot yeah. more graphic, but I don't think it gets the scare. Oh no! Like this it's one different. does. I don't no. think this one. Like mm, mm, mm. this one, man, chills up your spine the whole yeah. fucking time he's talking to that kid. Georgie you know? is so lovable too. He's kind yeah, of yeah. He's like, like everyone's a, little brother. Everybody's yeah sibling. You know what I mean? Every you can, there, there's not there's really no even when he like there's no kind of badness to him. You know what I mean? Like it's pure he's, innocence. It's pure innocence. Even when like he's a nuisance, it's not trying to. It's just because he wants to be around his big brother. You know what I mean? And, and that uh, almost goes back to the concept of gauge. You know the loss of innocence. You know which you know is a, a very uh, much a a, a, a trope. In the genre, it can work very well to advantages in certain situations. I agree to a point, Billy, because to a in, point, yeah, you know, because in Pet Cemetery, Gage, he's paying his father's debt. He's 
that like his father incurred that debt with the burial ground and thing. Georgie didn't do nothing to nobody. No, there was no. This isn't some kind of repercussive like punishment. This is just pure innocence. Fucking yeah. evil. That's that's yeah. what this is. It's evil destroying innocence. That's that's what this this scene is, which was makes it so goddamn fucking horrible and terrifying. Yeah. You know. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. It is fucked up. It's like believable evil. Yes. It is, it is believable evil. And it's, you know, it was made for TV, so it had to it had to really pull from, you know, the emotions where it could. It was creative with it. With, you it had know, to stay in the lines. It had and to it stay in the lines. It couldn't be on TV either. You, so, you know, there well, was... You remember, there's imagery, though. Bill, Bill Boy, there's imagery in this that'll it haunts you more than anything you've seen in the gorier aspects of Stephen King's, or even the gorier aspects of horror in general. Like, like Pennywise is a character, and you know him showing the teeth, the image of him showing the teeth, yeah. and then, you know battery acid, the scene and shit. Like, there's real moments for a TV movie that you it it it, 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 it equals something you'd catch on like an uncut. You know, don't do it, Georgie. Don't do it. Yeah, like, you look just at look that, at like that. that, like that was horrifying. To see that was hor- horrifying shit. And just yeah. the way Kari builds that whole scene, just the way Kari, yeah. like, he starts off, he's like real nice, very bozo esque with how he's like talking to Georgie. But as he's like coaxing Georgie to reach down, like, you can just, you can feel him like building up to it, you know? Mm-hmm. You start, the mask starts to peel off and he's, he's getting like an hungry. animal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like ah, oh, dude, like just, mm, just powerful shit. Like, I think Jesse, I think you're right. I mean, well, how you say animal? It's like the pure evil id, that essence of evil that is in this town. Yeah, yeah. Good, good connotation there, Master Coin. It is the town. Yeah, it is not just. Ooh. The single entity. It is the town. I like that. They don't touch on it in the in the movies much, but it goes beyond just the clown, you know. Now, Derry was not first established here in it, was it, or did it um, exist in, in a, a previous um, King books? No, it did it not. Derry Main. Derry Main was. A creation of him for it. Okay. It was based on Bangor, man. If it you go to Bangor, Maine, and you like drive around and just because I've done that before because I'm nuts, you oh, can yeah. line up the whole book with Bangor, Maine. Did you ever go up and see his house? Oh yeah, no, I've been many times. You don't you know how many times James has stood in his closet while Stephen King slept. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have hey, no hey, idea. Hey, it's just the shoe. You just see the shoes on the bottom, old school style. Yeah. Stephen King sends heartfelt restraining orders towards uh, James every year. An autograph, Hawk, an autograph's an autograph. Don't give that man a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter how you get it, as long his as you sig- get it. His signature's on there, you know what I mean? So. James, that. leave me alone. The late I mean, Jonathan Brandis. You guys get down with Jonathan Brandis back when you were younger? He was like, yeah. baby, sidekicks. Yeah, all over the place, dude. Fucking. Step, yeah, stepfather, too. Ladybugs. 
Ladybugs, glorious. Probably, probably of all of his feel sequests, of all of Jonathan Brandis's feel good comedy appearances, whether it be sidekicks, whatever, Ladybugs is by far the most fucking disturbing. It's ahead of its time. What are you talking about? I really want to. I really want to wing this soccer tournament. So I'm going to put you in a wig and dress you up like a girl. Like, no, that's fucked up. That's fucking weird. Hey, hey, hey. We're stepping at Rodney Dangerfield was a visionary. Rodney Dangerfield was a visionary. Okay, he saw his inner inner reality and he made it happen. Sure, Rodney was going to play Pennywise. I heard originally. I still get no respect where I am in the sewers. I get no respect. That's why I'm in the sewers. George, get over here. Get over here, George. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Speaking <laughs> of the clown that was on him, it would almost look like if you paint that flesh color, probably like the character version of W.C. Fields. Mm-hmm. I think the closest we've ever seen Dangerfield to doing something like that was when he played the dad in Natural Born Killers. Yeah. You know? You're right. I fuck. I haven't seen that in years. You're missing out, Bill. Go it's check a great it out, movie. Masterpiece. New York City. People don't like to say it, but that's a masterpiece of a film. How in New that's York nice. City? New York City. Look how close. New York City. John Ritter. Not giving hey. a fuck about that. The great uh, John Ritter. He likes to be an alcoholic sometimes. He, he's a good drunkle. <laughs> you, every, there's got to be a drunkle somewhere, yeah? There has to be. There has to be a drunkle. <clears throat> Gone far I too always soon. assumed he was a little bit of a uh, crunkle, too, with that cocaine. Just that was... That was that well... Was that. Well... I mean, little bit of, little bit of yeah. our boy, yeah. our boy died very young from an aortal bisection. So. Very yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the character. <laughs> I'm talking about the character. We want to disrespect John Ritter and talk about. No. I was John just R- saying. I, no, I feel you. No, John. I love John Ritter. John Ritter. I love the man. I, I actually didn't seen, know how he died. I've he not died seen, on like set practically. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he, he did. He wrapped a scene and then dropped. And that was I, a wrap. I used to, I used to know an I'm actor that used, that used to tell me all the time that that was the way he wanted to die, just on set, just blap, patooey. You know, you get that's how I want to die. Mouth. That's how I want to go out. I want You're a to wild die guy. Okay, I want hey, to die. People aren't gonna fucking hire you. You say shit like that. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. You don't I don't worry, want you to die on my set, Alex. I'm just throwing like it out there. Up. There's a lot of things I'd have to answer for, considering like some of the situations. Like, why is this stick hanging out of his chest? That had nothing to do with it. <laughs> fake. It's fucking fake. It's part of the movie, I swear. And then we're all in jail, and like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wanted to scratch my back to the front end. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was getting. This is getting hot and heavy here. Ah. All Mr. Right. John Ritter was going to get the little hanky-panky. Oh. Ooh. It didn't take time oh. for him to fucking remember that. That was like a shotgun ball. Well, he, he, was going, he was going to play with a prick. Now he has a prick. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Henry Bowers. That's the one, like, that's the one, like, true restriction that the TV model 
took away like they could not let Henry Bowers be as awful as Henry Bowers is yeah. in the books, you know. Which is I, I get it, but I don't think this dude would roll back. Like half the people that go back to Derry to fucking face off with it, I don't think they would like realistically. Like I don't think he would go home. No matter what pact he made, dude, he ain't leaving his good life to go fuck with the clown. You know what I mean? Hey, dude. If he didn't go, dude. do you think they would just get like bombarded with like visions and other things that he's like calling them back to Derry? He doesn't want him back in Derry. He's the one oh. that that's the one group Once of kids that in. got away. Oh, so that only happens when they come back. Yeah, they do get. He does get Stan before he goes back to Derry, but he's the only one that I think. That's why I fucked with before before back getting back on the grounds. Yeah, well, he was also not okay when he was a kid in general with this whole thing too. No, Stan was the coward. Yeah, that that little segment that they give Stan as a kid when it's in that old house and he comes down the stairs is one of my favorite like parts of this film it's so creepy it creeped me out so much like that was like the one scenario i remember like not wanting to be in the most if i had to be in in a scenario in a film i'm like that's fucked up (laughs) fully agree Uh oh john is thinking about taking the swan dive don't do it man he's stronger than stan man oh he's strong dude man He's coming to town. You know what I mean? It's a new kid. Riff Raff. (laughs) Seth Green, dude. I was about to say Seth Green. (laughs) Yes. Little Sethy boy before he was a big, big man. You know, there's people that look like Seth Green in in this film in real life. You know, everybody's probably seen. You haven't seen like like real life nerd type deal. Mm. And that's what he's playing for. He's he's acting his little heart out for all those folks out there to have a hero, to have someone to look up to. Absolutely. Breaks my heart. Compassionate. Love it. Um, back in the day, you know, you were allowed to bring knives into school and threaten people and stuff like that. As long as you didn't kill them, it was okay. And then oh, yeah. We Col- yeah. Then we had Columbine. If you guys remember that incident. Ruined the fun two- for everybody. Yeah. You know, those two, those two kids brought in two switchblades and did a lot of fucking damage. They did it up. But they don't outlaw the knives. Mm. No. Different, different time. <laughs> yeah, teachers could, like, beat the kids, too, with, like, rulers back, and shit, too. They could, back in this time. You could even Bring like, it back. I remember... Uh, Back in high school, it's very different. And going back 20 years, I remember when we had a shop teacher that cut off his, uh, got his finger cut off. So, like, at the knuckle, it was, like, super bone. And if he was, like, if, he, if you upset him, he would walk by and, like, fucking knock on your head with it and shit. He was, yeah, so that's definitely shit you couldn't get away with now. Yeah. Not even yeah, close. School, school's kind of changed a bit. I remember back in the day, like, if a, if a, teacher was accused of like doing something foul or like touching like a, a under student in a, in a, you know, in a sexual way, they just kind of move them around. Now they, <laughs> Don't now be around these kids. Them. Now they'd put them in front of the school and light them on fire, <laughs> which I'm not opposed to. I'm just hey, they still do that with priests though. The priests, yeah. they, yeah, they get moved around. I don't just know. Sweep that, that under the rug. You're going to go to Botswana. Go have fun. <laughs> I know Bill Coin. Yeah, uh, once a year goes to uh, was it at Rome and kills priests. 
of higher of the higher class priest. He pretends to be an escort, and he gets there and fucking kills him. I can see that. Bill, I'm gonna change your name when I when I edit. Don't worry. <laughs> no, Bill doesn't do stuff like that. I'm just joking. All right, Bill. Fuck. You fuck. This is what in Bill's head. This is what he's doing to me right now, cutting my fucking guts open. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What do you think about everyone? Aww. That's fair. Aww. <laughs> I, and honestly, coming from Billy, that's the same as a love note. That's how I love. He loves that's how I love. guts. Senseless violence. That's why the we get along. The swamp aspect scary, too. This scene scared the shit out of me yeah. when I was a kid. Straight yeah, scared. Yeah, straight, straight scared the fucking shit out of me. How that dude just straight up like was just slowly transforming. Like he had the Air Force suit on, and then the pom poms started showing up. And then he had the fucking balloons. Like I was just like, ha, ha, God, no! It, <laughs> it really freaked me out when I was a kid. Every everybody had grew up in the suburbs, right? No, yeah, no? pretty much. Uh, I don't know what odds that many- would be. Well, like wood, like woods, like in the woods. Did you guys? You guys didn't grow up like in the woods, having like doing this. I did. Like grew, I grew up in out, woods and shit like this. Yeah, this I is like up, definitely my childhood. Maybe suburbs was was the wrong word to use. I grew up in but, a housing project that was okay. slightly adjacent to the woods. I suppose maybe. Mm. I will that just say that. Said that. Yeah, I love going the woods. So it was like I definitely like a, an escape. Well, I think a lot of people relate to the hanging in the woods is what I was yeah. going for. I used to love hanging in the woods when I was younger. The best was like when I was in camp and I would sneak off, wouldn't tell anyone. Wouldn't it be like two, three other kids. We just walk around. We come back at the end of the day. People would say, where the hell were you? It's like, we were here. It's like, no, you weren't. It's like, when well, we were in the woods. It's like, you're supposed to, was anyone there? Any parental supervision? Nope. No. <laughs> what did you do? We just walked in the woods, and now, and now we're back. Don't you we made, like, forts and shit in the woods, and, like, we'd have groups of friends, like, come for, like, the, the fort, and, like, we'd have, like, fights over who's going to take the fort. Word yeah. So yeah. I relate to this, like, a lot. <laughs> I used to participate in a lot of underage drinking in the woods. <laughs> you dabble, you. I used to stumble out with my pants off. I mean, that, oh, that happened. Oh, James. Ooh. Lynn, your freak flag fly. <laughs> she happens... Shit happens when you're wasted on a $30 beer ball, man. I can relate to that because I remember my brother had some pyro friends. Craziest thing, blowing shit up in the woods while drunk. Oh, yeah, I did that a lot. Yep. (laughs) Mostly on accident, but that's okay. The best was the the propane tank that we lit went up 150 feet, and thank God it didn't land on anyone. That was a scary yeah, that'd have been lights out forever. Reminds me of butterfly effect. And his name was Dave. I will not say his last name, but oh my god, he was like my brother's best friend. Class act. Fucking Dave. still with us. Fucking Dave. Pyro Dave. Is Pyro who broke Dave the, who broke the couch? Pyro Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, Is he just a legend now, or? He's more of a no, he's still alive. Okay. He's still alive, but he only has two fingers left. No, he's got he's got all his fingers. They just kind of melted down into one little 
one little, little stub. <laughs> it was like a giant stoner that turned into like a guy who turned into doing like control fires out in California, doing the pyro burning. Um, so the yeah. fires would stop after a certain point. That's fun. His hand looks like a melted fly swat. I know. <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, so the boys are in the woods doing it big. Doing it big. Misfits. The Losers yeah. Club, eh? The Losers Club. Yeah, the Losers Club. The Losers Club. And the thing is, I think, I, I know in my case, uh, when I was in high school, we had a little group that we would call ourselves the Breakfast Club because we'd always show up like early for school and we'd always stay at the same table. But they were like my uh, Losers Club. You know, we were the outcasts. No, no, no one liked us. Nope. Feel that I was an AV club, and we had the same thing. We didn't put a name on it because everyone just called us losers anyway. But it worked. Did, did anyone watch the first season of Stranger Things? Yeah. And and pick up almost immediately on the it influences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I I was blown away at how many King inspired themes. We're in Stranger Things. That shit drips with that's, King. That's yeah. his influence. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I fell in love with the series. I'm still in love with the series. I can't wait till the next series. David Harbour is one of my new favorite actors, and I can't wait till this Santa Claus movie he's doing, where he looks like he's raging nuts, which looks hysterical. <laughs> that looks fantastic. But I just wanted to piggyback off everybody, like being the losers in, in school and stuff. Here's the funny thing. I chose to be a loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started off when I went to like high school. I was a f- fucking thug. I don't even know how else to describe it. I was into some pretty bad shit. Um, no. I didn't have good friends. I was making bad choices. I was doing some bad stuff. And then like, I don't know, like sophomore year, I just started to like, find all the weird kids and be like, hey, uh, what do you guys do? Can I do that too? Like, <laughs> <laughs> By senior year, I had like purple dreadlocks and like fucking all kinds of weird shit going on. Everyone looked at me like I was nuts. I yeah, no, I, cho- I actually chose to be a loser rather than hang out with the uh, the bad kids. Yeah. Word up. Uh-oh. He's going to try to find his father. Darkness. I remember this. I love this fucking. This is so simple, but I always found this so creepy with the father. It's just the, the placement of something that obviously shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've always liked that effect in films. Yeah, it's wild, man. Like, See, this, the, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is the best part, I think, of uh, this this miniseries uh, knew how to use uh, the the Stephen King aspects, but also do it where it's everything's off kilter. Where I mean, they couldn't go too far with the blood and the guts and all that because it was TV, and for the most part, it was for a more you know family audience. But you got that that skeleton coming out. You got. The the uh, the uh, father that then turns into Pennywise. I mean, those are all extremely creepy and really just stay with you so long, and yeah. they're effective, mm-hmm. and they're not you know going overboard. And that 
honestly, they knew how to use the Stephen King aspects and not, uh, you know, fall into what I consider is the usual traps of trying to rely on, you know, either shock value, which, you know, some people use. Yeah, no, this, the, the, I give that all credit to Tommy Lee Wallace on that. A lot of this was his calls. He, he, he eschewed away from doing jump scares and obviously they were limited on what they could do blood wise. Right. Yeah. So like, he really just made it head games, which which is the essence of what it is anyway. Like, obviously, the book and the remake have what there, there's gore. There, yeah. If you want to go that yeah. road, there's gore to be had. There's a scene in the book where the creature from the Black Lagoon crawls up from the canal, chases the kid down, and tears his head off. Like, there's a, there's some extremities in there that they could have used, but. Since he was working with the limitations, I think Wallace did a fantastic job of focusing entirely on the fear. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and the clown, considering how there were other variables. I mean, you know, like the werewolf, you know, which, you know, is... Done very well. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it, to me, it's like, Penny, you know, Pennywise is the real star of the show at the end of the day. And I think they wanted to get really good actors as opposed to, say, big movie stars. They wanted to get good TV stars that had range. And this was also in that time where it was still difficult for stars on TV to transfer over to film. Yeah. This, this is a very strong cast, if you also think oh, of yeah. it. Tommy Lee Wallace is a very good director. I think Fright Night 2 is extremely underrated. And stands on its own as a movie is just as good as the first one. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think, if memory serves correct, I believe he also did Season of the Witch Halloween 3. He did. He did. That was his first and time. that's one of the least uh, viewed movies I've ever seen in that franchise. And whenever I do see it, I am blown away by how good it looks. Um, you know, and I think he, I think for some reason, I think Don was his name. Don Siegel, the director. Um, you know, I th- very much seems like he was a big, really influenced by him because just you know, and it's interesting hearing different influences from different filmmakers because you can kind of see where what it is they like, what they like to try to use and play, play with, and um, I think that's what's smart about filmmaking is you learn from the people that you love the most and try to recapture something, you know, and do it subtly, whether, you know, by virtue of talking with uh, the crew you're working with or just experimenting with it. Someone say something else. I'm going off. Beverly Marsh. (laughs) Beverly Marsh doesn't have a loving relationship. Not at all. I don't want to speak on someone else's business. You know what I mean? But, you know, a little fucked up, you know what I mean? Yeah, she has a tendency to uh, end up with complete sons of bitches. Well, so her father was a scumbag. Doc. What do you expect? Well, I mean, I, I mean, you, it, I mean, you gotta sometimes, uh, you know, try to break out of that. It's that hard. Run. It's it's you hard. Can. I mean, I'm not saying it's not, but I mean, you got it. I mean, it's okay. You got it. All right. I back that though. She she doesn't make good choices. <laughs> She's going back to Derry. That's the worst <laughs> choice of all. I mean, it's probably better than staying with this dude. 
Honestly, uh, you, you know what's really sad? The fact is sure. that her going to deal with Pennywise is a better decision than staying with this dude. She yeah. was saved by Pennywise. Well, yes, it's kind of yeah. like she, the guy she's with <laughs> now resembles her father because he does pretty much the same thing that her father did. Well, that's the deal. Yeah, that's yeah. the psychology of it. Yeah. That's the and mirroring the- that King was going for in the in the book in the first place. So then it's like you go back to Derry and you fight your demons and then maybe you can finally change your like root of life. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't always know. I've always hope- like related to her. I was always kinda hoping that she'd kill him on the way out, you know what I mean? That would have been nice. Yeah. Like Quentin Tarantino killing blow the book, the shotgun. The book <laughs> actually the book actually leaves that kind of hung hanging on the uh on the hook a little bit uh, when she oh, yeah. walks out of the house he she put a freaking ashtray across the back of his head Ooh. and and he was bleeding and shit and he was on the ground unconscious and she just walked out and they don't really touch on it from there yeah. <laughs> should have like lit him on fire that would have been yeah. cool we'll save it no 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 in the sequel you you, find out, you, you yeah. find out that he's uh like yeah, uh, uh mentally disabled because he like smashed in half of his brain and so he's like is it like a wheelchair he's like I'm sorry I'm sorry in the book he returns in a wheelchair and actually kills Pennywise but they left that out because <laughs> it was te- technically it was going to be too much to shoot you know what I mean oh because the end of this isn't too much to shoot in the first oh no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> no Hollywood was like we were there before. It was called Silver Bullet. We didn't want to go back to those wheelchairs. I guess Ed, Wood, <laughs> Ed Wood's uh, prop locker they bought for the end of this movie. That's- <laughs> Sorry, that's great. You're absolutely right, Matthew. I completely agree. Yeah. Out comes here uh, her, her asshole father. He's a dingle. You can't have a boyfriend. I want you to be. That's what they lightly. That's what they lightly speculate on. That they have. They have that he like. You know, does bad shit to her more than just like physical abuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's that stuff too. That was well, touched on the book, though, right? Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's not touched on. It. In the, it was not touched on in the book. It, it was, was thrown in. It was absolutely not subtext. It was 100. percent Yeah, this guy diddles his daughter yeah my no... mom let me watch the movie but i wasn't allowed to read the book at such a young age she was yeah. a very smart parent because they are <laughs> yeah. very different experiences um, yes yes i however was not um privy to such a wise decision making so i read this book when i was like nine. Oh wow! Whoa. There was some mistakes made on that part. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> well, you I, assume reading's good. You know? <laughs> Look at you now, James. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it turned out fine. It's great. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> well, well th- then we gotta ask James about the infamous scene that I've always heard is in the book, but can never be filmed. The kid the, orgy. Yes, that's a thing. That's a thing. Oh that's- God. Okay. Uh, well, actually, if you guys want a more detailed description, it's yeah, not why really does that an, happen? It's not really an orgy. It's, it's all of the boys <laughs> run a train <laughs> on Beverly. That's, no! more, that's more accurate. Is uh, it with love? Yeah, no, it's with love. It's with okay. love. Of course it's with love, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Uh, 
They Look write her poems style. afterwards. <laughs> no, but, but wasn't there something about like they had to take the virginity or something like that in order to actually like, battle the evil or something? Really? The reason why? No, no. They okay. After they defeat Pennywise the first time, they get lost in the sewers. But like, not just like the I don't know which way to turn way. Like things fog over. They're blind. They can't see. And a line was said to them by the turtle. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a big-ass cosmic turtle in it. Donatello, um, right? Uh, yeah, it's, I believe it's Donatello. Um, yeah. The turtle tells them that they have to shed their innocence in order and, and move on into adulthood in order to let go of their grip, uh, let go of Penny, Pennywise's grip will let go of them after that. Because obviously, you know, Pennywise isn't dead, and he's trying to keep them down in the sewer until yeah. they fucking die. So it's like some weird fucked up transcendence. It, it was a weird fucked up transcendence in the sense that they had to shed their innocence, hyphen losing their virginity. And a fucking and a turtle tells them this. A turtle. I'm not kidding. This is a cosmic big ass Teen, cosmic turtle. Is it the only? Is Penny? Is Pennywise and this turtle the only like other supernatural beings in this movie? The turtle. Event- the turtle is Pennywise's enemy. It's trying oh. to help them fight Pennywise because it it physically cannot fight Pennywise because it's not on the planet. I think that turtle is just a pervert one to watch yes, him kiss. Right? I was thinking the same thing. You're talking about my boy Gamera. I, that's him in disguise. No, no. I don't know if it's Gamera or not, Um, but yeah, Cosmic Turtle tells them to shed their... They have to shed their innocence. And then Beverly, who... Unfortunately, in the grossest sense you could possibly think, already was kind of broken in. Yeah. <laughs> Said, um, I know what we have to do. And they all go for a, they all they all go for a ride and She was okay yeah. with it though. She was consenting. Okay. So I guess it makes it all better. But yeah, it's definitely the most unsettling, weird fucked up part of that book beyond all of the murder and evil clowns. I, I think I, you summed it up. Unsettling and fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> they thought that was some of Pennywise's trickery when the boys heard that and they looked at each other and said, can we trust this? <laughs> What's going on here? We well, just got told yeah, by a cosmic turtle. We just got told by the turtle that we all have to fuck her. Well, thanks, Sounds turtle. Legit. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> hey, I was a 13-year-old boy once, and I will tell you that if a cosmic turtle told me and a girl that we had to go do the hibbity-dibbity, my pants would have been off in about eight <laughs> seconds. I'd be like, all right. Uh, <laughs> teenage boys are horny little assholes, so it's not even no. surprising. You know? I mean, they're getting balls, so it's bound to happen, right? Uh-oh. Oh, the sink is 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 is. The scene always freaks me out. The well, this was the dead. Ki- this is the actual dead kid scene, I believe, where the, where the it show is. got its name from. It you is. know, with the kids that are talking through the drain. Yeah, comes in the name. Yeah, very creepy. Very creepy. Mm. I love how he doesn't see the blood either. Like none of the parents ever see the blood. Well, he he can he can make himself believe what he does to her isn't wrong, so he can he can cross anything out of his brain. Oh, that's how they do it. He's darkness. He's fucking darkness. I am the darkness. 
Hello, darkness, my old friend. I cannot see the blood. I must put my nose in father. Father. Are you saying saying the saint menstruated? Did it ever get into why the mother wasn't in the picture? Like she died or maybe he killed her? The father killed her or something? Well, the way this uh, guy's acting, he looks like he is a killer. It's bad news, man. He's no, bad. um, I believe they actually touch on it in the second half. Okay, I uh, she moved away, she moved away to live with her aunt when she yeah. was like right after this, you know, and she never went back. She never talked to her dad or nothing. So like, she comes back and finds out he's dead. It's the first time she's ever heard of it. Now in the reboot, they redid this whole story with the father with like the the lady that now owned the house, right? Yeah, that was that was fucking very well done. That was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, super fucking 100%. creepy, dude. That was awesome. oh yeah. The, the reboot, you know, for in a in a world where reboots usually aren't that great, dude. That reboot was fucking mind blowingly good. The first half, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan. That's of the true. First I'll half. say that. I'll say that too. Yeah, first half. The first half was. It, this is the good. funny thing. The kids yeah. were the best actors in. The It movies. Yes. Yes. Stephen King actually personally likes the child part more than the adult part. It's, yeah. it's all part of the narrative. You know, you're better when you're a child than when you're an adult. You're, you're fucking lame. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I like, I like sorry, the first ahead. one, but the second one, for some crazy reason, it was Bill Hader that I loved about it. And he was too big to be in it. He was a guy I liked him. But he, but he felt like he was just having fun with it. And it, it was something about his performance. And, but I don't know. I mean, two was so, it was over the top, very surreal. But I, I, I it was like a popcorn movie. I mean, I didn't hate it. It, it just felt like, a, it felt like a big horror popcorn movie. It, they knew they had the audience already. That second half, I mean, to be fair, both. Tommy Lee Wallace and Andy Muschietti's versions. Um, the second half of the book is like goddamn near unfilmable. Yeah. Um, there's so much weird shit, and like the actual ritual attitude is just so fucking whacked that it really is. It's like looking at it, at it like with the director hat on. It's like how the fuck would I even do that? Like I have no idea. Um, so really, I, I give them a lot of leeway with the fact that you know both. The second halves aren't just just aren't as good as the first half, but the second half of the book isn't as good as the first half of the book. So right. it's kind of like they're working with what they got because King really, I don't know, man, like he really flew off the rails when he wrote the second half of that book. He really went wild with it, which to his credit and to his, you know, detriment at the same time. His brain was playing it with him. Was this uh, before or after he took the mountain of cocaine? Oh, no. This is definitely mountain of cocaine book. Okay. Hands down. Okay. Hands down. He was ripped out of his fucking skull when he wrote this. There's no other way he could have come up with some of this shit. There's no way. <laughs> Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie Kasprick. I was a teenage wolf man. I noticed that I started getting hairy and things started happening. Yeah. Oh my. It's very. Yeah, uh, so you started killing women, yeah. 
Well, what, I, what else is a teenage wolfman going to do? I mean, seriously. <laughs> they add anything to this, to this that wasn't in the book? Any of these, uh, like, ghouls or anything like that? Were they all in there? Oh, no. This was, like, the heavy, um, actually interesting tidbit of it trivia for both this version and the remake. So, in the book, right, like, the kids are all scared of the Universal Monsters. So, like, yeah. Wolfman shows up creature from the black lagoon the mummy would stand like that's all very true to the book like that was like the things that scared king when he was a kid so pennywise would show up as those things to freak the kids out you know Mm -hmm. um what they were gonna do when they updated it with the remake because it was set in 1989 so like the universal monsters nobody was scared of the universal monsters at that point they were iconic but nobody was afraid of it anymore what those, but they were with New Line for the new one, right? So they had access to some uh, pretty heavy hitters from '80s horror. So there was actually a, a concept of the draft of the of, of the first half with the, when he was hunting down the kids, where mm-hmm. Pennywise would show up as Freddy Krueger yeah, and Jason that. Voorhees, because New Line had access to those guys and they had they they could play with that kind of thing. Um, Ultimately, they scrapped it because it took focus off of Pennywise, and I think that is the wiser choice there because if you got Freddy and Jason showing up in a Pennywise movie, like, it yeah. just, I, I don't, I, I feel like you're shifting the focus too much. I agree. And this, and, that's, I, and this was only, like, a few years, only a few years after Monster Squad where, you know, those creatures were also reimagined by Stan Winston Studios. So... I don't know. It could also have been a timing issue as well. I probably would have liked it at the at, at when I seen this. It was like like I enjoyed um, like uh, Critters Two, where they where the thing was about to morph into Freddy Krueger from the stand up. Yeah, like when yeah. I seen Freddy Krueger, dude, and in, in Critters Two, I thought that was the shit. I love that. So if I seen one of them pop up in it, it I don't know if I if I would have hated on it. I probably would have been all on board. I think it would have been really cool if they had tried to find like a compromise. Like when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah. With one of this like if in the remake, if they had gone with like one of the scenes where Pennywise morphs his glove his hand into Freddy's glove. Or yeah. like when they're fighting him at the end and like all of a sudden he morphs into Jason's hockey mask. Jason's hockey mask pops up and then he morphs into something else. Just a quick nod, just a little acknowledgement to that like that they were gonna do that would have been cool but to like have a full sequence where he was either freddy krueger or jason i I don't know i don't know if that was if that would have been a good call Um, it'd be be, you know nostalgia of course it'd be kind of like um when a doctor sleep went back into the shining kind of yeah you know what i mean like that type deal it'd be fun i can appreciate Uh. stuff like that the shower. Oh, room. shower time! Honestly, I gotta say, I, uh, this was one of the scenes in this series that totally freaked me out. I wonder yeah. if it's because me too, but I wonder if it's because we're heavier kids. I wonder if the more out of shape you are, the more afraid of the scene you you are psychologically. Yeah, probably because I mean, I know that I was not. I I don't think I ever took a shower when I was in school. Uh, Not even at home? That's fucked up. No. Never. <laughs> I'm mad when I was physically I know a in guy school. like that, actually. Not, not, not when, uh, when I was home. Yeah. yeah, I think I showered once in school, and I felt super awkward. Yeah. I think that, that, you know, 
I think that fucking they got the cameras going. People are watching everybody and fucking. Your gym teachers watching. All the te- yeah, all the teachers that later got kicked, fired for taking taking advantage were in that little TV room, <laughs> watching fucking people strip down. Yeah, hoping that somebody, man. hoping that somebody passes out from something so they can take advantage. This is very Freddy Krueger like right here, dream like, dream fucking yeah. world like with the with the things coming out of the wall going for him and then they turn into Freddy's fucking nails I can see it already I think <laughs> I think Nightmare on Elm Street was a huge influence on what Wallace did here yeah um, throughout the whole throughout this whole first half really I feel like Nightmare I feel like I feel like there's a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street was weaved into this like he watched I think it said it, like, this was uh, this is where yeah. I want to go I think it almost said it helped set a template for this film by virtue of what West did with that uh, first one. I agree with you on that. The, scre- the screen's pretty small, but is the water running in this scene? Because that'd be kind of a makeup pain in the ass to fucking was, keep up with that water splashing up on him. I don't it think didn't that- show it stops, so I think it's just like, you think it's still going. Woo! Grace Jones, eat your heart going. out. God, I love him so much. He is great, yeah. Tim Curry's my favorite. I love his makeup. I think it was... Uh, Bart Nixon, who did his makeup, um, and his brother actually is also a makeup effects artist. They're twins, and um, been working in the industry for a very long time. There, there's some really genuinely clever details in Pennywise's makeup too. If you yeah. like, really pay attention to it, like, like if you, not just the contacts, but if you notice the red nose, right? It's not a clown nose. Like you yeah. see that form into the nostrils on the sides and everything like it looks like yeah it looks like an it looks like a living extension of his own nose it doesn't look like a red clown nose like little little touches like that that just make him look even more otherworldly and freaky yeah those nuances i I agree my view of pennywise was always like misconstrued because um i first saw rocky horror picture show when I was like two years old and I loved that movie. And then this movie comes out, my mom showed me and I was like, at first I was kind of afraid. And she was like, don't, don't, don't be afraid of him. That that's Frankenfurter. And I, I could not stop visualizing Pennywise and like women's clothing. <laughs> He's also the devil in legend. Yes. He is. Iconic, He's the brother of Annie. Creepy, creepy vibe there too. Yeah. You guys ever see the tales from, <clears throat> Tales from the Crypt episode with him in it, and he's like, uh, it was I'm pretty Ed certain Ed Begley Jr. is like a traveling salesman type. Oh, thing. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, very long time ago. Classic, he's great. I gotta he plays, say, like, two different characters, he's classic. Yeah, I, I love Harry Anderson, and I guess he's an alcoholic. Yeah, gotta say, he's Rock great in this. Rest in peace, passed away, I think, like two years ago. Yeah, one of my favorites. And I love Curry and everything, but one one place where he was so all over the place, and that works for his to him advantage for, to his advantage sometimes, is Congo. I that role. I mean, he, he's all over the place, but he's so into it. And um, I don't know what it is, but that movie is just. I know it's perceived as like a huge flop and a mess. Wait, is that the, the sea one where he's like in the submarine and he's like the bad guy? No, Congo. No, Congo's the no, girl. no. 
the Congo. Congo was written by Michael Crichton. Bruce, the killer. Bruce Campbell has a based off a book. Bruce Campbell plays a small part in it, which yeah. I don't think I've seen our that audience will probably know it for that reasoning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Submarine mm-hmm. movies are fun when they're horror, though. I get down with that. It wasn't really horror. I just remember him being awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Richie's getting it here. Oh no, Seth Green is getting attacked. Actually, it's kind of funny. Seth Green's getting attacked by a wolf man. And when he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he was the Wolfman. Yes. Oh my. Irony. Irony. And- so, so, so he must have been bitten in it, and then, you know, he became the Wolfman. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. So first he faced off with the Wolfman in this movie. But three years after this, he fought um, video game demons in arcade. And then only a year after that, he was fighting, fighting giant mutated ticks. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it. Yeah, he had a nice stream going there, you know, with, I mean, I, I love Seth Green. You know, I think he's been, he's been around for a long time, if you really think about it. But he, he was a very good kid actor, and I love the horror movies that he always showed up in. His success, his, probably the majority of his money and stuff probably came from later in life when he did that Adult Swim fucking show. Yeah, Robot Chicken. Oh, Robot Chicken, yeah. yeah. That was his baby or whatever. I, I think that show is still brilliant. I mean, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Seth Green. He appreciates that, man. And actually, I'm Scott Evil. Yeah, actually, it's, it, actually, it's, it's funny. Um, uh, he was in the movie uh, My Stepmother is an Alien with Dan yeah. Aykroyd. And yeah. he, he played Dan Aykroyd's son, and his sister was played by Allison Hannigan. So mm-hmm. uh, when they ended up getting, you know, together in uh, in uh, Buffy Vampire Slayer, they already had a little bit of history. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh-huh. I like that. How about that? How about that? Seth Green, I, I, you dog, you. <laughs> I, I, I guess uh, Seth Green was uh, getting ready for that scene that never was shot. He was ready oh. for it, though. You got to be prepared. Words to live by. The most successful of the children. Oh, by a long shot. I mean, probably close second would be Emily Perkins, and I don't even think that's even anywhere in the same planet. Mm. Um, I'd be curious to see where Brandis would be at now if he was stuck around. He's uh, very talented. You know, I almost feel like Brandis would be... Brandis would probably be like a Brendan Frasery type. Like he'd probably be right around there. Uh, he would have had a re. I remember like towards the end, uh, he was in uh, Hearts War. Supposedly, like he was going through tough times with acting. He wasn't getting anything, and he was doing Hearts War, the Bruce Willis movie. But his scene got cut, so that was a big bummer for him. And then he just, you know, and everybody knows what happened to him, right? Yeah, killed himself, young himself. Yeah, um, <clears throat> very dark shit. But yeah, I think he would have, you know, I think late he could have, he would have had a comeback because he was like that good, and he was starting to direct too, which is now you know nowadays that's kind of the go-to deal where like once the once the front once they don't want you in front of the cameras anymore, they accept you into the behind the cameras, then usually direct and continue your entertainment career. So uh, he probably I could see him being a big deal, like a TV director. I could see him being a big deal nowadays if he was like directing TV shit. And people love yeah. him for what for the body of work that he had before he passed, for sure. Yeah, he just had to 
I feel like Brandis had a real hard time shaking the uh, teen heartthrob thing, mm. which is why he had that slump because he kind of aged out of that demograph. Right. Like but his pe- typecast? Yeah, oh, God. He was tight. Every, everything he was in, he was the sensitive hero. Like that, I mean, like he was Bill in like five different other things. Yeah. How do you get you know out of I mean? being typecasted? You usually don't. <laughs> He also had that deal where, like, he was big time for a good for like maybe seven years. He was like go to, and then he, his star kind of started to fade. Which there's nothing you can do about it when it's your time to go. And I think that was a lot for him to take in. We were talking about a, a interview recently with uh, Feldman, Corey Feldman, and he was breaking down the reason why he thinks uh, the child stars, some of them go off the deep end. He says the ones that aren't don't have family ties in the business because when you have family ties to the business and you go through a slump, your family can tell you, look, this just happens. Don't let it, don't beat yourself elf up over it, you know, do whatever you can and wait. And then you'll, you'll get another time to shine. And the people that don't have family in the business or I guess close friends in the business would say that they just think their career is fucking over and the best part of their life's ended. And like, now it's just all doom and gloom. So that's why you see, they say, that's why you see, well, Feldman was saying, that's why a lot of the child stars that went in that fucked up direction was because they didn't have that guidance. Beep, beep, Richie. Uh, <laughs> beautiful lighting, of course, creep show style. Doing it nice, very nice. Argento influenced. Yeah, oh, heavy, heavy Argento on supposedly, some of this stuff. T- I remember t- Tim Curry supposedly got a DVD of DJ Stand the Man. That's what it is. That's what that's happened. What I, uh, Tell me that's true. That's, it's not. Oh damn it! Oh, what? what? I'm very story? gullible. My story is true. We talking about? <laughs> oh no! I totally went back in time and gave him one. No, what Matt. Happened? What? Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Oh, Tim Curry can oh. totally have a copy now. Oh. What are we talking about? Oh, I thought we were talking about Brandis. <laughs> <laughs> I got wicked confused there. I'm, uh, yeah, Brand, I'm and for Brandis never got a copy of DJ Sandman. That's why he hung himself up, unfortunately. But Tim Curry actually <laughs> does. <clears throat> yeah, Mad Mel from uh, Shock Treatment supposedly passed off a DVD of it to him. Supposedly. Fuck it. I'm so Possibly. happy. She passed it off to uh, someone who passed it off to. I don't, I don't know how that goes. Yeah. Bill, Bill would know. Bill carried the DVD like a child. <laughs> So back into the show. So now we're uh, back to the adults. This dude's eat, eating, eating, and drinking the wrong things. He's got to be careful. <laughs> this is a glorious moment too with the, the fame. This the, the famed uh, head in the fridge gag coming up. No, no, that's, that's much further later. Long. Right that's before the break, long. right? Yeah. No, it's yeah. right after. Right after when, the they, break. when they all go back to dairy as, as grownups. Yeah. That's after. It's one of the first things they do. Well, I feel better knowing that now. I know. I try to help you. Before we get there, and I feel like a dummy, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that it happens. <laughs> it's okay. I have to point out that they did a really good job on casting for, like, the kids and the adults, because they look very similar. They do. It's careful. Yeah. It's close. Um, I think they did a really good job in the remake, too. Yeah, um, believable. Very believable that they they were the ones that aged. The only uh, the the villain, the fucking bad, the main bad guy, he doesn't. 
him as an older person's got to be somebody else. Henry Bowers looks like he's about seventy-five and years that, old yeah. when he yeah. gets older. It's very weird. And that, and I will say this before we get there, but the 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 end bomb that gets dropped in that scene is probably the most aggressive, racist, angry end bomb I've ever heard dropped in a movie. Yep, I will say that even as a kid, I remember being like, "Whoa, what? Like, yeah, you got a little too into that, dude. You like saying that a little too much." That was not like, acting, sir. The fact that was even allowed on television is like, "Whoa, yeah." Well, it was the early '90s, so even then, even it's, then, it was not a word. Pretty you just heard. It wasn't. Yeah. No, it's pretty intense. It's so intense you almost feel like when the director yelled "cut," there was like a weird moment between the two actors. Like that's how intense that kind of scene is. It's weird, very mm-hmm. weird. You feel awkward after some shit like that. Yeah, you do. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, but now they're all off of running. They're afraid. They're so of good that. at running. Well, that's what you do when you're a kid. You run. Run, run, run. on my bike. And pedal bikes, yeah. That train car? Yeah. I like it. I want to be in it. I feel that. I feel like this is one of the moments that the remake actually did better. Yeah. Just, just my, just my personal opinion. The rock fight. Mm. I, I, I feel like this, this, but they can only go so far with it anyway. Like obviously, like, move an R-rated movie. The, the vulgarity knows no bounds. So like mm. the lines Richie Tojer was saying to them while they were doing this were just fucking hilarious. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot what the line was, but he's like, "Oh yeah, is that how it felt when you blew your dad last night?" Like it was just really like out there. <laughs> Way more comedy in the, the remake. Oh yeah, no, there was there was a ton, there was a ton, but it really worked. It served it well in my yeah, opinion. yeah, yeah. The, the, I like the dynamic of the groups, and both are pretty good. But this oh, yeah. one was very nice. They're definitely underdoggies in this one for sure. There's no sign of not being an underdog. Even nowadays, you see an underdog in a movie, you can see right through the fucking. Right behind the curtain, they're an they're no underdog. All these people look like underdogs in real life. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they had a they had a great. They had that vibe. All of them, every single one of them. They had that that feel. Billy, how you doing over there, bud? I'm doing okay. You're like a whole different character. The screen's black now. It's dark. <laughs> All I see is your hair. You're like a fucking AI painting kid. <laughs> Doing it. You know Rock what? I love this scene so much. Why do you love this scene so much? Alex? Well, I mean, when you got the underdogs and they're standing up to the bullies, plus also fact is it's it's a real life stoning on on on, on TV. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can actually say you saw a whole bunch of people get stoned in this scene. Just not the one that we... we I remember used. the... Like your play on words. Yeah. Stoned in the I, biblical sense. Yes. Yes. I remember the younger... Stoned yeah. like in the days of Jesus. I remember oh, doing yeah. like throwing rocks at each other and shit like that. When I look back on you, it's like... It was real, throwing rocks and just thinking back on some of the most dangerous shit. 
All it would take is one of them rocks at you in the fucking head, and it's over. Over and out. Well, no, one of the, um, I think this was, might have been one of the reasons why he picked a clown to be Pennywise, but, um, probably not. This did happen to him, though. <laughs> he was, um, sitting on a, on a plane, right? And some guy was dressed up like a fucking clown, and mm. all he clown could think chair. about was, like, if the plane crashes, I'm gonna die next to a fucking clown. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Not a physical clown. People die next to clowns every day. They're just not physical clowns. Yeah. Exactly. But I it's, think it's just kind of funny uh, that he, like, chose this, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a figu- It's a clown in the figurative sense. We yeah. all know plenty of those. <laughs> but no, he said that the person was dressed up like a clown. Like, he was actually a clown. <laughs> That's before the days of first class. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck gets on a plane dressed as a clown? I have well, no I idea. Do. <laughs> I see three, man. I do, man. I'm always dressed like a clown. I don't think you even can legally. Paint. I don't think you can paint up and get on a plane. Not anymore. No, no, I don't think you can. He might just have, like, the nose now. and the hair. What a world. Oh, they're about to go to war. I have to say, I really like the uh, actor who uh, played uh, the heavyset kid. Mm. Out of all the young kids, I mean, I I enjoy Seth Green, of course, and and Landis, but I I, I really like the heavy, especially when um, Bauer throws the rock and hits the girl and he tackles him. And starts beating the shit out of her. Yes. That was great. You don't touch my girl, man. (laughs) That's that's fat rage. There's nothing stronger than fat rage. I know that. Mm -hmm. That's how you get down on it right there. She was friendly with a couple of them. There's two of them that she, you know, is that the closest they got to their orgy? Is her being like romantically, you know, involved in two of them? Flirty with two of them, yeah. 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 It's about it. No. <laughs> she really wanted Mike Hanlon. She's, she can't handle that Hanlon. <laughs> Troublesome. That's the real secret. You know, the book stuff's real effective, too. Like, when the blood earlier with Georgie, when the blood comes out of the photograph, it's really oh, yeah. disturbing. Very scary. Fli- Very scary. Flipping oh, yeah, through. the flipping, too. I always thought this was a, a reference to... Uh, oh, I love this... Uh, this uh, Thing that he did with the uh, Hawk, the picture. If you cut Bill, if you cut Billy off again, his pictures are gonna get even darker. So don't do that, man. He's getting <laughs> sadder. It's getting fucking. It's gonna be pitch black. My my goodness. I'm sorry, so Billy. Say, but what were you gonna say before Alex <laughs> rudely interrupted you? I was just saying how the reference with this book, yeah, almost reminds me of um, Phantasm. Mm-hmm. True. You know, like the the picture book coming to life, and yeah. that was like what seventy at least, almost fifteen. Yeah. Fantasia. Fantasia. No, Fantasia. Oh, oh. Boy. Hell yeah. Richie looks like a young Don Coscarelli. <laughs> the procession is about to begin. That's right. Yeah. Rest in peace, Angus Grimm. Right now, we know Stan can't handle anything, and we know that he will not be returning for the second half, except for only a suicide scene. 
Aww. No, he's not. That's how they end. That's how they cap him. Yeah. Very sad. Well, it's his head. His head, though. He comes back, gives him a little head in part two. That's it. Yeah. Hey, at least, at least you can say that he gives a little head. I, beat, I thought I beat Hawk to that, but he, he ignored, ignored the fact that I just said that. It's and the I delay. Got, I'm going I'm to make a bet. I want to make a bet, and we'll let everybody forget. Hawk is going to drop seven head jokes <laughs> when that head is on the screen. My, my call is seven. At right. minimum. At yeah. minimum. Okay, I got to start writing them down. Okay, okay. Sometimes all you get is just a little head. <clears throat> this is always a, I love this scene too, where he's caught, you know, needing help from the friends and stuff. This is a well, well acted scene. Yeah, the call to arms, if you will. Yeah. No, Brandis was a great actor. He really was. I can't think of a I can't think of a time even like from like the first thing I saw him to all the way to the last thing I saw him to. He was always always really solid. He had really good range. You know, yeah. He just kept getting casted as the sensitive hero kid, for lack of a better word. He did create, yeah. <clears throat> he did create an image for himself. Eventually, you know, uh, you know, you got the vibe to certain things that he, you know he wouldn't get casted for. <clears throat> it's unfortunate he could have done it, but I almost understand. I understand the sway. Uh, and the way things kind of moved, how he kind of wasn't that, that didn't fit that mold anymore. <clears throat> but I think television, like directing TV and directing in general would have been big. Billy! Good to see Bill Boy. Billy! We're all hugging it out now. He's got lights. Losers Club! The Losers Club! <laughs> the fucking Losers Club, kid. Mike Hanlon doing it. Doing it big. Uh oh. Serious footprint. Oh, shit. We just cleaned the fucking carpet though. But they're not clown shoes. They're should they should shoes. they have been clown shoes? They shoe prints, been. rather? They're just shoe shoes. Ah yeah. Some people are afraid of balloons. It's a real phobia. Mm-hmm. A balloon killed his is. father. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what can I? What can you say? I, uh, that you know, you, when you need a rubber, you need a rubber. <laughs> there it is. They're a fucking pervert, dude. Get out. There of it is. There's the truth. Oh, perfect strangers. Heck yeah. On the telly. Killing it, dude. Just sitting here reading the paper, more, listening more to perfect strangers. <clears throat> Two more superstar television. Entities of their time, you know what I mean. I think my grandmother had the same couch. Yeah, I've sat on a couch like that before. Richard Mazur, I no. believe is how it's pronounced. The wife. Yeah. I always dug this dude a lot and everything. The thing. The thing, of course, license to drive. Him playing comedy is really great. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's where I think he shines. He does conventions. I mean, he's he's active. So. He was just somewhere recently local. Yeah, he was at uh, Super Mega Fest this year. He looks like Tommy Lee Wallace a little bit. He does. Yeah. Strangely, actually, I like how his world's fucking blown apart. And as soon as he gets the hint of what's up, he's just like, ah, it's time to go. I'm out. Up. Oh, Sometimes the, the director 
Sometimes I've seen directors like to actually be in the movie and somehow. So I think it's interesting how sometimes I might cast someone that almost, you know, kind of like, yeah, if that was me, I'd be that character. I mean, I've, I've, heard heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of actors say that they were playing the director in movies, which I always thought was weird. Like they're having a piece of the actual director within the character they're building with them, which is interesting. Hmm. I'm not an actor, so I can't. I can't. It can almost be like a reporter. You acted in something, Matt. I know. <laughs> I just don't want to get into it. It's too personal. <laughs> yeah. It's too emotional for me. <laughs> I'll hold you. It's okay. Oh, thank you. It's okay, Matt. You are one of the best actors I've ever worked with. I appreciate that. Someone needs to console Stan, though, because he's having a bad night. He doesn't even kiss his wife goodbye, dude. He's just fucking peace. He's just gone. And that's that's kind of like the truth of it, though. If you're going to do it, you're just going to do it. Like, I assume you'd kiss your I'm wife goodbye bitch. if you fucking cared about her. You know he I mean? might have not cared. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I love it. Like, right in the beginning here, you know, he's like all huggy and kissy with her. And then, you know, like you said, you know, he didn't even say anything to her when he goes and, and decides he's going to kill himself. Yeah, immediately stiffens right up. He's just like, yep, okay, time to go. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Check, please. Yeah. It's interesting. You'd think it'd give the kiss. It's almost, in a situation like that, I feel like the wife would almost get tipped off by the fact that he didn't kiss her. Mm. Like, yeah. she'd be like, excuse me, what's going what? on here? You son of a bitch. Where's my kiss? It's like one of he those comes back and kills her, then kills himself. <laughs> It's a twofer. Yeah. But Stan can't hang. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, that head, the head later in the fridge was always fucking grisly because I remember there, it's pretty gory. Like the part where it's severed, if I remember correctly, it looks pretty wild. You know what I mean? I always thought it was funny, even when I was a kid. I'm a fucked up kid. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> It does happen. It, it happens does. to the best of us, you know. Fucked up kids. 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 Oh, there you go. Earrings. Yep. Press, earrings. Them kids up there, they all be fucked up. <laughs> like, you don't want to go on that route. That route is the fucked up kids. It <laughs> does need a cameo from Herman Munster for sure. Without doubt, if you I were love a this te- building, I was yeah. gonna say, if you were a youngster, would you want to travel in there for nonsense? And Fuck yes, I'd be all up in that shit. I mean, I architect- architecturally, is really it's just intriguing the way it's set and around the woods. You look at it, it feels so out of place. It's like, how could you not check it's this? Very, out? It's, it's inviting. It's foreboding, but it's something like you have to. You, feel, you almost feel you have to explore it for yourself. Well, it's very, I don't believe uh, you that it's foreboding. It's a very old factory town type deal. What are you saying about foreboding? Those- I'm saying uh, I don't believe what you said, so I have to go and like fi- see for myself because I'm really intrigued. Now, Tim Curry, this is one of those situations where Tim Curry didn't. Uh, stayed in character the whole time so even the, like when th- they weren't recording he was still as Pennywise so nobody would go around him because he was like too creepy <laughs> and 
This is the moment of the big orgy. <laughs> I see. They just replaced it with an inhaler. Yeah, they put up something. They put something else in their mouths. <laughs> yeah, they all did it big and took a big hit of life, and everything was okay. Big hit of life. Stan didn't take a big enough hit of life, though. And it kind yeah. of inspired on him. Take some steroids, kid. How much do you not like your fucking significant other? Where you're gonna go take the big d- desperate dive into the dark abyss? You don't give them a fucking farewell. You don't go, peace. You don't throw up the deuces on the way to the fucking bathroom. I think that dude, I think that dude at 50 years old should have turned around and been like, fucking peace, throwing up the deuces. <laughs> and then the, and his wife figured it out and said, there's something wrong. Something's going on with fucking Stan. Stan, you're not, you're acting strange, Stan. She might have known that he was going to kill himself off. Um, as a kid, I would now just the layout of this fucking place. I'd never go in there, dude. This was horrifying. I was never a sewer dude. That was I'm not a Ninja Turtle. I got no fucking business in it. Oh, come on. You guys go. You ever go party anywhere haunted or anything like that, or known to have bad vibes? I never really partied anywhere haunted. Only in the woods. There was like this haunted like section that people would do like rituals, and there was like a pentagram burned into the ground and. There was like blood everywhere. It was weird. Still, yeah. fresh blood. Yeah, it was I, like I, every I, week you'd go there. It was still like fresh blood, and we're just like the fuck. It'd be in different spots. What are you talking about? That's just James Lamont's angry spot when he goes <laughs> in the woods. Oh, it's so close to where I live. Thanks, James. I do what I can. <laughs> I'd be careful with that. Whenever you return somewhere and there's fresh blood, there's usually something bad news going down. Yeah, I've only, I only went there like maybe four times, and I was like, "Nope, this is too much. I'm good." I'm good, dabba dee dabba doo. There was no break, I guess, eh? Or do we not approach it yet? I don't think we've gone to the break yet. Because no. for some re- for some reason, I feel like the movie doesn't stop, but there is like a cr- end credits and a new credits type deal. Like an inter- it's like an intermission. Like type an intermission. Type it's because on the VHS, so. it was broken into two. Uh-huh. So like that part, I think it was like right before. No, yeah, he. What we said, James, uh, earlier. He like offs before himself the and then it ends. Yeah. yeah. That's the last scene of the first part. Is when yeah. Stan Stan exits the mortal coil. When you mention the two tapes, that reminds me, you, you could kill someone with that fucking Titanic VHS. Yeah. That thing felt like it weighed ten goddamn pounds, and I've never felt. Remember when v- some VHS tapes would feel light as air, even though they had full spools in them? Some of them felt so heavy. You like could probably Lady kill Lady. a baby elephant with a VHS copy mm-hmm. of Yeah, you could. Why would you want to kill a baby elephant, Bill? Yeah, what did that baby you? elephant do to you? That's illegal. He, that looked at me, he, <laughs> he looked at me the wrong way. The baby elephant took his trunk. You look the other way. Oh my god, that was fucking foul, Hawk. <laughs> the baby elephant listens to the show. Now they're not going to subscribe on Spotify because of that, dude. That's fucked up. Oh, I'm sorry if I insulted all things. the deadlights, which was always a great fucking name for something. It's got to be a band, I assume. There was a band called the Deadlights, actually. Yeah, way back in the day. Um, in the new metal times. Mm. I saw them open for Fear Factory once. Oh, there you go. What year was that? 
Uh, I believe it was obsolete tour, so like 99, 2000. Oh, wow. Booyakasha. That one's kind of a lame kill, but we'll give it to him. We'll, we'll yeah, it's it. fine. It's fine. It gives you uh, imagination. A little imagination goes a long way, you know. James, you have a party somewhere haunted? That was the question we had. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot, actually. Oh, boy. Is Where? that before or after the party? Did, did you, oh, like, sacrifice someone at the, at the party and that's why it's haunted? Or was it haunted before you got there? No comment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, hang on. <laughs> he had to had to check. Is this the one where we sacrificed? No that comment. Guy? Hesitation. Uh, okay, so back in the day, me and me and my friends, a lot of the five eight kids actually, we we used to have a thing for uh, breaking into places, uh, doing doing the illegal trespass, if you will, <laughs> into places we ru- had rumored were haunted. We were. Amateur paranormal investigators, and we found some urban explorers. Yeah. Urban explorers. They weren't very urban locations, though. Oh, they were. Um, no, we we found an abandoned par- farmhouse out in the, the Rehoboth, which is not too far from where I live now. That That's was really that really freaky, though. Really scary. And there's actually a ghost story associated with the road it's on. So I I, I don't know. I think something lines up with that. Would you party in a place like this? Hell of fuck no. Yeah, this is I scary. had sense. Why yeah. the hell would I go in a sewer? You know what I mean? Even on the above level to it, it's pretty creepy. The building itself was fucking super creepy. Yeah, no, I'm good with the standpipe. No, thank you. Um, uh, I actually yeah, did no. one really interesting one we did that was actually really, really fucked up was Alistair Crowley's mansion in Newport, Rhode Island. There you go. Before they tore it down. That was a really strange place. But yeah, no, haunted as shit. Heard horses in the stables when there shouldn't have been horses and like all kinds of crazy stuff. It was wild. Yeah. Ooh. This was always cursed. Yeah, that was always effective. (laughs) Beep. The deadlight's the actual evil because it's just kind of whatever your mind can handle or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. That's why Stan was so fucked up, because he saw the real thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. But how do you survive that? Like, what made him survive that? He didn't look straight into the deadlights like Powers did. Powers oh, saw he was right like into to him. The side. Okay. Yeah. He saw what it really was, but he didn't look into the deadlights. Powers looked into the deadlights. That's why he went bonkers. That's the difference. Okay. Like, alien esque. It is very alien-esque, yeah. Well. Uh, and Navi has red hair! Hey, man! He's even Jim, stoked. You saw Jim that Jam- face. That's Jim Jamoosh, filmmaker Jim Jamoosh, dude. As it is heavily implied in the remake, but is definitely hit right on the nose in the book, it is an alien. Ah... I think I knew I that. always thought it was like a supernatural entity. Well, I mean, it is still hear- supernatural, but it's not supernatural from this dimension. No, it's really? cosmic, I guess you would say. You know, from outer I mean, space, there is it's, something other yeah, it's from outer space about yeah, yeah. otherworldly, extraterrestrial, however you want to say it. 
That right there is very alien. Me, he's a very Lovecraft. It's like a cephalopod. I definitely catch that alien vibe with that. Mm-hmm. If you just took that out of just that clip it and you played it with somebody, then say it was a spaceship. <clears throat> oh, for sure. Ooh, I mean, only as of recently did I really kind of associate the character of Pennywise almost to Lovecraftian roots because, yeah. you know, of that old one, you know, type of feeling, the something ancient, something cosmic, which mm. is how, you know, this thing has always been kind of described. He's not the old one, but his dad is. No. Yeah. He's the middle-aged one, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Fog. Gotta have some fog in a fucking sewer and a scary sewer, man. Woo, you that foul. I mean, we, fog. we also Stop refer to Penny... Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say, we also refer to Pennywise as a he, because that's what it's presented to us as, but really, it's... It has it's no... non-binary. It's <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it's... By far and away, the first ever general, gen, uh, gender gender neutral gender neutral creature. Boy called it. Doing boon. Gender fluent, you know what I mean? And, you know, Tim Curry's done that before in the past. With Frank <laughs> he's oh, got yeah, some, he did. He's got some history of androgyny. That's for damn sure. Just a sweet transvestite. Transylvania. Transylvania. Eat it, David Bowie. Transsexual Transvania. Don't dream it. Be it. Be it. I was wondering when we break out in a song. Oh, I fucking love that movie. I love musicals. Just let me know if you want a musical number. Yo, Billy, Wednesday is going to be lit then. I'll let you know, Bill. Wait, so we're doing Wednesday? Okay. The ninth, Wednesday. What? Then I think I can go then. I think I can go Tuesday night, I think it is. Tom Devlin, uh, face-off uh, makeup effects artist, um, doing a movie in Salem uh, screening. Teddy told me to. Um, oh, there you go. That's my favorite. That's my favorite about it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know um, Lainey Chantel? Special effects artist. It's just so fucking artist. sad. She was, I mean, she's very, very sweet girl. Cool, you know, so. very sad situation. Heard about that. Battery acid. Who would have thunk it? Get fucked up. Yeah. Creepy. That's like terrifying. Like, you got chosen to be picked up by Pennywise. Yeah, I would have died of a heart attack, yeah. Right, like if you had depression, now you have worse. <laughs> now it's I mean that's because Stan was the weak link of the bunch. The rest of them are true believers. Stan was like, This isn't invariably possible. Yeah. He really died that day. Yeah, it just I mean that's what's implied in the in the story is that he actually died that day. It just his body took thirty twenty seven years to catch up. Yeah. See, this is pretty rough for TV. Like this is pretty Horrifying for television. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, this, blo- this is one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why Salem's a lot. Like Salem's lot was pretty scary with that, with the count's look. But that's even more gruesome because you got the melting down the drain. Adios, amigo. To the power of claymation. I love uh, claymation so much. 
Reptilian, uh, reptilian hands coming your way. Ready yeah. hands. VHS bug. Ah. Alien uh, spider, more so, but you know. Now, now, alien makes more sense now that that's kind of the origin. I like the idea of it being an alien instead of a spider more. Yeah. It's an alien spider. Oh, don't fuck it up for me, huh? <laughs> I will never look at arachnid the same way ever again. Okay. I mean, no matter what way you slice it, we're still talking about a immortal cosmic being. You of know, course, right? yeah. It's just not from Earth. Yeah. I almost just see, I mean, the way I just see the character, it's like almost like a strange, like, nebulous, pulsating force. Just, you know, that has, like, some essence to it. And can almost manifest into whatever, you know, it, it can. And I think that's why it has to be called it, because you're right. I mean, it's not male, it's not female, it's not what it's what it's whatever your mind's perception is gonna make of it. Yes. It's beyond your train of thought. Yes. Yeah. Just like a lot of other things. It's where they make their pact, Bill. One of these guys doesn't make good on his pact. You know what I mean? Is it you, boy? Stan, he knows right now. He's like, I'm not going to fucking live this out for you guys. I'm going to disappoint y'all. Did, what, 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 the shame or the fear? Or a little bit of both is what killed Stan at the end of the day. Fear. 100% fear. Yeah. No shame in there? You don't think there's no shame of not wanting to return to help his friends? I think that was like after the fact, but fear is like definitely like the hard hitter of it. I kind of thought it was both in some strange weird way. And then when he was dead, he almost like he couldn't face it. He wanted to face it. It's, it I mean, it felt like it was a real. I don't conflict. think he ever wanted to face it. He I never wanted, wanted to face it. it. I don't think he even knew how to face it, even though he didn't know how to comprehend it. I think it's just he just wanted out. It was like too logical. Yeah, here she here comes the wife. She just cooked him some. She just made him some cookies, dude. His favorite cookies. It's fucking her birthday. They're gonna celebrate her birthday at home tonight. You know what I mean? Guy came and say, "Oh yeah, it's her birthday." She just got a big raise that she was so excited to bring her husband to and show him off, and now he's gonna fucking hang himself up, cut his wrists. Fucking mm-hmm. the shreds. Natalie Portman in heat style. Fucking devastating. He even folded up his clothes. She says oh, the only I time think, that I motherfucker think... ever folded up his clothes. I think that's, that's what she considered. said at the <laughs> I think that's considered he felt, uh, folded up his clothes for her. Dude, he, she was bringing him a fucking beer for the tub and he can't say goodbye to her? What the fuck is up with that, dude? I don't give a fuck about this dude now. Fuck him. Look at her! Look at her! He fucking broke her. He destroyed her, and she was bringing him a fucking beer in the tub, yeah. and he couldn't even say bye. She probably got, they cut the black before she fucking kills herself off, because I almost vibe with the fact that should Romeo and Juliet herself away too, or just live in darkness. So why did he do it? Or hold the rest of her existence? Oh, yeah, that's that. Days. How do you feel about those slit wrists, dude? On fucking Stan. Is that the worst way to go out, or is that honorable? Is that the ninja's death, the samurai's last wish? What do you oh, think? The samurai's got to go. The samurai's got to go. That's true. 
poetic, very poetic. You know what I mean? Um, glorious, you know, taking our first run at it. You know what I mean? Closing up part one right after Stanley kills himself off for anybody out there listening, watching along at home. And uh, we'll catch everybody on part two of this it extravaganza. And all you have to do is go to wherever you heard this and listen, because it's there already. And we'll catch you all on that episode of the Dead Kids of Derry. I'm Vicky Burroughs. I'm Nancy Walker. We're all 